guess what? We're back. We're back. We've been gone for a little while. I am Stan. I am Jason. And I'm Yvette. We're so happy to be back um, with black coffee with a little sugar. Um, we took a few days off, I guess a few weeks off. And um, boy, have we come back to all kinds of things. Um, we picked the right time to come back and we got a lot to talk about. The world has changed. And um, here we go. What you guys are thinking about right now? Man, oh man. So, I mean, you can't help but think about um, what's been going on for the last few days. Um, it's just, it's surreal. You know, I'm around here, uh, as I posted on Facebook, mine here around in, uh, minding my business, doing some paper crafting. I work um, for a software development firm and I work throughout the holidays. So I said I was going to take this this first week of the year off. So I said, I do a little bit of crafting and, um, and I, and I love paper crafting. So I was minding my own business and, and all of a sudden I, you know, I hear my husband calling me. He's like, babe, babe, are you watching this? And I'm like, watching, watching what? So I go over to his computer. Um, and, and I'm seeing people that look like, um, they're at the Capitol building and I'm like, are you watching a movie? I thought it was a movie because this couldn't be real. Uh, I just, I had no idea of what I was looking at. And my heart was just filled with all kinds of sadness when I saw people using flagpoles to to burst open the the windows of the, the Capitol building. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's surreal is probably the best words I was doing what I've been doing for the last own what nine ten months now trying to figure out how to reopen schools sitting in a meeting uh it happened to be we've changed the basement into a sort of a dual office so my wife and i are sitting there at the dual office and i'm my phone starts blowing up from people i used to work with uh, turn on the tv and and it's just a one of those crazy moments when you're you you, you are you're, you're asking yourself what it, what is this what does this come to uh, i mean what is this what have we done to ourselves to allow this to be okay? And um, it's just, it's real. So thank, thank goodness for people texting. Cause I was, I, like I said, I was knee deep in a meeting. I wasn't paying any attention to the outside world in my, in my bunker and folks woke me out of it and brought me around. I know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like Stan. I don't let CNN, I don't have CNN alerts. I don't, I don't want to know what's going on in the world. Hey man, it's my job. Give me a break. What well, used to be my job. I um. You know, I've been thinking about this, and the closest thing I can think of is, man, I remember 9-11. I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing, mm. and it was kind of similar for me because, you know, it started off, it started off with a couple of alerts and a little strange things were happening, and it just kept growing, and it kept growing, and, you know, I was doing what most people do every day is being in a Zoom meeting. And I start getting these alerts. And so I end up walking over and turning on the TV and it just started happening. Every minute, every 30 minutes, it got worse and worse and worse. And you couldn't, I couldn't stop watching it because, you know, when I saw it, I feel all I was, all I was waiting for was, well, when is somebody going to get killed? When is this going to turn violent? Because it just kept growing. And it was just, it was just a nasty day. Um, As everybody knows by now, it's going to be one of those days that, that, you know, when our kids have kids, 
they're going to talk about that day. And, you know, and what a travesty, what a, what a, what a terrible story that we wrote. Well, I'm saying we, we're going to talk about who did it later in this podcast, but what a terrible chapter in this country's history. Um, but you know what? I want to, I want to kind of start off because we forget about the good things. Um, we all woke up kind of happy. Oh you my God. Really late. And then I woke up and I'm like, yes, Georgia. I would have never even thought in my wildest dreams that um, that Georgia would turn blue the the way it did. And um, let me tell you something, Stacey Abrams, if you ever are listening to our podcast, you are a boss. You <laughs> handed you handed it to them. You immobilized Georgia in a way that nobody else ever could. And, you know, you didn't take your defeat as defeat. You immobilized the whole state and we take our hats off to you every time. You mean she didn't cry in a corner and try to find every, uh, go to, uh, go to every length to try to lie, cheat, steal, and litigate. She, (laughs) Instead of instead of instead of instead of curling up in a ball, uh, she got up and said, "You know what? I can I can fight this the right way and I can win." How how? What? I didn't think that was possible. What? Hey, look, <laughs> and even if she felt like she was wronged, even like if she felt like somebody cheated, you know what she did? Let me tell you what she did. She exercised self control. She. Yeah. Hmm. What was cool about her too is um as the day progressed and the next day i i knew like four or five people that had been in georgia mm-hmm. i mean the organizers really were there um there's some people that jason and i work with um mm-hmm. that were down there there's some other people that that i just know and like you know for somebody in minnesota to be working the working in georgia that tells you what a boss she truly is, what yeah. an organizer she truly is. That was just amazing. Um, I think you got some more to say, though, Yvette, about the symbolism of that day. Oh, yeah. And, and, we, and we have the um, good pastor, Warnock, who um, is the pastor of uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church, just like um, Martin Luther King Jr. was a co-pastor of um, Ebenezer Baptist Church. And it is just it has come full circle you know that dream that that martin luther king had that um a man could be judged by the the content of his character as opposed to just to what this complexion of his skin looks like and then there was this um this this quote from from the pastor who said these 81 year old hands that used to pick cotton actually you know had the opportunity to to vote for for the next senator you know so that it just it made my heart burst with pride and you know and i have to say that the african angels came by way of atlanta because i just can't let that go Mm, paula you were prophetic (laughs) i mean we're gonna get to her yeah we can get to her a little bit later you know, it's time to behave. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're, I you're, know. For now, just wait. That's I the calm a calm before the storm. You know it's yeah. coming. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's 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 winding up that swing right there. But you know, it was the nice part for me. Uh, on top of everything else, was I think this started to show where the the strategy that had been working for the last four years really unraveled. 
I mean, the national election was was still a really, I mean, everything was still close, but it started to show that that w- the, the Democrats weren't getting outplayed in a strategy game, and, and it was this wasn't about just you know uh, what you believed it was about playing the game right and winning. And so to, to be able to, to show that you could you can do it without having to divide, without having to attack, without having to belittle, um, that, that, that was a huge moment to be able to say you can win the, what, what everyone would agree at the end of the day is the right way to win. Yeah, that's awesome. Well said. I, um, you know, anybody that knows me knows that I love politics. That's a flaw but that I can't get rid of. Um, had a choice at one point in my career to either work with politicians or be one. And I decided not to do either, but I still love it. And so I say that to say, you know, Georgia to me was decades of work. And, you know, I used to live in North Carolina and and I remember moving from North Carolina and I remember we left, we left North Carolina in 2008 at the year that Barack Obama was elected, the year that North Carolina um, voted him in, you know, he, it, he won that state. And so there was a change. There was a change that has been happening for a while in the South. And it actually started in Virginia. Virginia started because it was conservative at one point and it moved over to blue. And now it's solid blue. And North Carolina, actually, the, all the prediction was they were going to be next. And it was a battle and they lost ground over the last few years. And um, they still are fighting. And you got places like Charlotte that's going to be just like Atlanta. And so it's fun to watch how things are changing. But there's a lot of work and a lot of effort that's gone into it. And Georgia, it just happened sooner than people thought. And Atlanta is a super huge city with all kinds of diversity. And this is our country. This is a Mike. This is our country. And so I'm excited about the New South. Um, and um, I'm proud. Too bad I'm not there anymore. But man, I I, I just admire from afar what's going on down there. Um, and so we wanted to just kind of pause and 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 talk about the positive because we have so much negative to talk about. We've been talking about it all week. I know all of you have been listening to it and talking about it all week because I've seen you on my social media feeds. But um, we're going to transition and we're going to talk about Trump and his minions. And, you know, we want to know how, how we feel about this. And um, I guess I will tell you, like, we, I mean, it's like I, we told you so. You know, we've been, we've been pounding and pounding and talking and talking for a while now. And, you know, this is not even in our realm of reality. Like, who, whoever thought this could happen, that we would have a deranged lunatic as a president of the United States? Whoever thought that could be true? Everybody who voted against him in 2016. A deranged lunatic. That's a white supremacist. Man, we really get the We love you. We love you. Go home. Versus when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Just, just, Just think about those statements. Think about that piece of crap video he put out in the middle of all of that. That just now. Oh, he's, well, yeah. the people were standing by until he opened his mouth. And I mean, that was just the truth. He just told people to stand by. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so then we he, have a list of people we're gonna have we're gonna talk about. And I mean, I don't know who wants to kick it off. 
Um, I probably shouldn't kick off Ted Cruz because maybe Yvette should be Ted Cruz and Pauly. I'm not talking about St. Pauly girl either. We're talking about what, Senator Pauly or something? My no, mouth but- is open and, and and barely no words are, are coming out. It's just that the things that people say and, and, and do and you just were like, so you actually lead people and and you and you feel the way you do. Uh it is it is is un it is unreal to me. Um because I could go on and on and on and say all the things that people have been saying all around it. But it's just that when you think about these are elected officials and they behave the way they do, they have, they have no sense of decorum. It's like they don't know right from wrong. And it has really been disheartening to me. There's a... a you know, you, you know, if you listen to us enough, we love our movie re- references. I'm going to skip to somebody else real fast. Y'all remember Master Blaster from the Mad Max series? The little dude up on top yelling and screaming during Thunderdome? That, that's what Rudy Giuliani was to this crowd. <laughs> he was up there, you know, with all his hair dye bleeding from his head, yelling and screaming for people to to trial by combat. I mean, who in your right, you know, this guy was America's mayor after 9-11. People, people, True. people. People were ready to make him a president, and, and and he's fallen so far to to literally saying the words out loud, trial by combat, and 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 not, and and then being surprised when people start beating on each other. Uh, it, the the lack of ability to know that you have power, or the or the irresponsibility with your power. You know, they, they, there's that sta- there's that statement that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I think at some point these folks have been given absolute power over this crazy mob. And that has and that has just taken them over the top. I mean, and, and, and Mitch started it. He may have he may have got cleaned his hands a little bit this time. And I know you might say that, but I think he started a lot of this. Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Turtle Mitch. <laughs> so so. um Ted Cruz, I got to go back to him for a minute because he deserves it. And, you know, I, I remember one of the things I was watching, everybody else was watching it too, is when when all these lawmakers had to escape downstairs because they were afraid that they might get killed because of the crazy people that were there in the Capitol at that time. And I remember right when they started escorting them back up, you could see Ted Cruz walking and you could see... Um, Who's the guy that ran for mayor out of Utah? I mean, president. Go ahead. Yeah, Romney. Romney. Mitt Romney was behind him. And you just could see the disgust that he had in his face um, because he was walking behind Ted Cruz. And even after four, six hours of being trapped downstairs, this idiot got up and started still talking about what he thought was right after that and you know no one in their right mind would 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 say that it was okay that what happened and at that point you let it go he can't win the election you let it go there's not a shred of evidence you let it go and so his name's going to go down in the history books not as much as trump but he'll be there he'll, he'll be, there. be there and mitch mcconnell i mean i hate i hate that i got to say something positive about him then don't, I really then don't, do. Then don't. Like, 
but I got to give them credit at least. And Pence, at least they followed, they were trying to follow the Constitution. Heaven yeah. forbid. I, I will give you Pence that You have to give credit. them credit. You have to give them I'll credit. Give, I'll give Pence the credit. I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stop there because no, because you, McConnell started this game back with ironically our, our next attorney general, Merrick Garland, when Merrick Garland was put up for Supreme court, he started this game of us playing, playing this, this nuclear option of, of politics. Then Trump gets elected impeachment gets put up there. So now we empower the other way and we go the other way with another trying to use this. And then the, this election happens and we go back to trying to play politics to an insane level. And Mitch McConnell started that. So I understand you want to give him credit now, but I'd give Pence more credit for coming out right away and saying, I don't have the power to stop this. So he needs to stop saying I can stop it. I mean, that was, that was probably the most statesman thing he did in the, in the last four years. And he's got enough things he's done wrong. But there's okay. there's plenty of other to go I around. Take it, I take it back. I don't give <laughs> Mitch McConnell any credit. Forget you, Mitch McConnell. There you go. But I have to talk about what about Ben Carson? I don't know. You want have to... okay? Who? You want to give Ben Carson some credit? I'm you not give ben Carson? I'm not Where is he anyway? I, I still have to talk about Kaylee Kaylee McEnany. If you don't know, she's the press secretary. You know, I I'm sensitive to this because I I am in that field. Um, you know, communications, and I was a spokesman for a big entity for years, and uh, and I know, you know, the responsibility that you have with that, and she has made an absolute mockery out of a press secretary position for the United States, and and I don't think it'll ever be the same because of her, and so congratulations, Kaylee, you go down as the worst damn press secretary in the history of our country. Another asterisk. Another footnote. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I, feel like we're, I feel like we're on an infomercial, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Lindsey Graham, who's going to do him? Uh -uh. No, Lindsey? Everybody knows already that Lindsey will change every day of the week. So we don't even know what he's saying today, but it won't, it won't be the same thing as he said yesterday. That's all I got to say about him. Yeah, we don't know where he will land. We had some resignations. Just quickly, the, the transportation secretary, the education secretary, you know, it's easy to quit your job when you only got two weeks. I mean, they're, these are cabinet level positions and they, they're doing like they're doing like they work at 7-Eleven. They give a two weeks or one week notice. Yeah. You know what? There's cowardice in it. I mean, yeah. one is too little too late was a great tweet I, I heard went out about Betsy DeVos. But there's cowardice knowing that and we're going to talk about it later, the 25th amendment, knowing that the cabinet has power to walk away to, to, instead of, instead of being held accountable, instead of someone saying, why aren't you doing something? You just said, I quit. You took your bat and your ball and you went home like a coward. Yeah. But you are already short timers. So this whole, I quit, it don't mean nothing to me. And to be honest with you, I mean, no, Betsy DeVos didn't do a damn thing anyway. <laughs> she, 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 she did damage. She did damage, is what she did. Yeah, she's, you know. So, who's next? Well, that's I said. Where's Ben Carson and all this? Where'd he go? So we have to have a little bit. I don't know if it's comic relief or what, but you know, uh, you know, you all know how I feel about Ben Carson by now, and you know, he's right up here with Herman Cain. Oh and, Lord! Uh, <laughs> and like, I don't know. Ben Carson might have the coronavirus right now. Uh -huh. we haven't seen him. Yeah. No, 
don't yeah. we're not gonna let you go there no no that's, that's <laughs> but if he doesn't he might not but the one thing i do know is you know as a as a african-american like it, it would be really really hard not to have anything to say about what happened this week like oh my god how can that be like like if you're like if you're a white person you're gonna say something if an african-american in a position of power and not say anything he's just like herman cain god rest his soul that's all i gotta say before i get to <laughs> mm-hmm. you know we talked about 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 uh winning a position and you know win 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 right we're gonna win 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 well donald trump has won 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 the position of worst of all time and now the big talk is whether or not it's going to be the 25th amendment or impeachment or anything at all i do like the fact that twitter and facebook gave him the modern day impeachment by cutting him off and saying no mas uh, he even tried using the POTUS official Twitter account, and they shut that thing down too on him. So they've given him the they've given him the silent treatment finally, and and so he has won, won, won. He has showed he, how great he is. He's been the greatest worst of all time. He yeah, he wants to be the winner. He has he he has the award as the worst president. So that's that's something I guess. But you know we all experience some pain from it. Um, we do want to we do want to we don't want to ignore one of the issues that we think is important too. You know, the Black Lives Matters comparisons to these domestic terrorists, these people who 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 broke into the into the Capitol, vandalized the Capitol, got people killed, got people injured, and 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 I still have people that are trying to compare Black Lives Matter to to these folks. And it's just insulting and it's ridiculous and I think people really need to read, read and try to study a little bit more because, you know, I know people that founded that organization that were in the founding group of that organization. Mm -hmm. And they were some of the nicest, peaceful, most peaceful people that you would ever meet. DeRay. Yep. Shout out. (laughs) Like He wouldn't go for violence. No, not at all. Not that was not that was not how he came, ever came across. Not how he ever spoke. What not what he ever wanted. But it's just so crazy to me too. You know, with the, all the people with the all lives matter and the blue lives matter. It's obvious that all lives didn't matter. Um, you you got your your representatives in the Capitol building. I guess you didn't care about them. And um, police police officers are getting killed. I guess you didn't care about them blue lives either. It's just, it's preposterous, the things that people have been saying out here. And I'm like, y'all just really just don't even care. You know, and it's been well, well, well documented. So we won't spend a lot of time on it. You know, it's all over social media. Everybody's talking about, you know, if if, they were, if these were black folks, if these were brown folks, what would happen? We know what would happen. It'd be a bloodbath. They would still be cleaning up the blood. The they wouldn't even have gotten that far. You talking about a bloodbath? Really? They might not have even gotten that far. Yeah, I mean, to be on the steps, to to be bursting out windows? No, they wouldn't have gotten there. You know, and and people have said this is this was a failure of the Capitol Police. This was a conscious decision by the Capitol Police to not be prepared for that mob, and it is the same conscious decision that let that 
Rittenhouse kid shoot people in Kenosha, the same conscious decision that let folks walk up on the 4th Precinct and shoot at folks during uh, the occupation of the 4th Precinct here in Minneapolis, the, the same conscious decision that allows white folks, there's an assumption by law enforcement that these white folks aren't going to be the ones to do this. And and they can they can deny it all they want, but they show it every single time. And they showed it again with this. Not only did they let them get in there, then they let them walk out. You mm-hmm. have them in the building. You've got we watched a video of a family get zip tied in their house after an officer involved shooting in Minneapolis, when they went to to check the house for drugs and guns, they zip tied everybody in the building. These people were not violent. They were not fighting back. They were sitting in their house when the raid started and they all got zip tied. I watched people flood into the Capitol building, bust out windows, get guns pointed at them by secret service. And they walked out free people. Now we can say we went back and arrested them now, but that's a bunch of crap. You had them there, put them down, lock them up, throw them in because that's what you told people to do when you saw them marching the streets in Minneapolis. Every one of those people on, it was saying, lock all those efforts up, do this, do that. But no, when it's the white folks, just let them walk out the door. I mean, you can send the National Guard to Portland and all those other places, but yeah, yeah our yeah. nation's capital, um, they just can run them up and, and be crushing up police officers. It just, it, it angers me to say the least. You know, the name of this podcast is Black Coffee with a Little Sugar. And, you know, as we were preparing, we, we came up on a different topic and nobody wanted to do it. Nobody wanted to do, nobody wanted to launch this topic. But so because because of that, we had to let Jason do it because he's our sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's going to talk about the Proud Boys. So you got to let the white guy talk about the Proud Boys. I see how you are. I see how you are. You know, and and, I, and while I may own guns and may have a, 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 a Hawaiian shirt somewhere in my repertoire, I am probably the far, farthest thing from a proud boy that you will find. You know, the 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 problem I have is that, you know, we continue to play this this comparative game. When someone is called out like a group like the Proud Boys, the automatic answer is, well, what about Antifa? And, and the, even the FBI has said Antifa is not a terrorist organization. It is it is more a concept than it is anything else. And yes, as a security expert, you're supposed to make sure you don't discount any possibilities. But to go out and start saying, well, it probably was Antifa who did all the the rioting, and it was just the the standard, you know, Trump f- folks were just caught up in the moment. That is the that is the biggest load of bullshit that I have heard in a long time. And so you've got. You've got a group that that literally does nothing but talk about taking back the streets with guns and violence that is so proud of how they can pose with their guns that they, you know, and again, I'm a gun owner. This ain't this ain't about anti-gun, but I don't go parading down my house taking pictures of myself saying I'm going to take back the streets. That That's not the take back from what you ain't on the streets. You're a bunch of guys out in the suburbs hanging out. So don't tell me about that. You the the the. This is crap, and it's just it needs to stop, and it, it needs to stop because when you think about the concepts of what Black Lives Matter stands for, and then trying to compare them to Proud Boys, or what even even the concept of being anti-fascist is is some somehow now a terrorist organization that literally spouts this stuff. They used to be on Facebook, but now like every other goofball, they're running to Parlor, or maybe MySpace will come back now because they need a place to go. <laughs> I don't think MySpace is coming back. <laughs> 
I mean, you never know, man. You gotta, <laughs> don't call it a comeback. But, you know, oh I mean, gosh. we have gone over the over the deep end. Yeah. And and so we're picking on everybody. We're, we're not going to leave anybody out. And so we're going to let Yvette kind of have a little bit of, I don't know if it's fun, but we feel like it's fitting that she can talk about, I guess we'll call it good serv- good conservatives versus crazy conservatives versus, you know, the Bible Belt. The, 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 these, oh yeah, these y'all, y'all know I'm a Jesus girl. I, I make no, I make no bones about it. Um, and I've and I've seen lots of people um, on my Facebook page uh, who would consider themselves um, good old Christian folks, but when they say some of the things that they've been saying lately, it just makes me question. Like, do you know the Jesus that I that I know? Um, I've got people who saying that it couldn't have been, uh, Trump supporters down there at the, at the Capitol building that it had to be Antifa. And it's just, I'm like, y'all didn't see the, 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 y'all didn't see the same things that I saw. It's just like, you can't take responsibility for anything. And then, you know, the others of my, my friends who are staunch Trump supporters, 100% who could actually say, you know what? This was wrong. This was wrong and I'm ashamed and I'm disgusted. Um, so I've seen so much of anything. I mean, I, I had somebody that I went to school with basically put on one of my posts, yes, I'm calling you out. I ain't going to call your name, but I'm calling you out. That you actually put in there that um, this is what you get when um, an, elic- an, an election is stripped away. And I'm just like, you're a crazy person. It was a close race. Seven million, seven million edge. It was still close. But the fact that people are so bold to put that out there, they don't care who sees it. They don't care who writes it. They, they, they have no sense of like, you know what? Oh, I might believe this. Let me put it on my own, but. I feel so bold that I'm going to put it out there no matter what. And it is just so that's the part that is really crazy to me. I'm like, when are you going to see reason? Yes. So like I said, you know, with the whole, I support Trump thing with some of my friends, um, they could still say, you know what, what happened at the Capitol building was wrong. I I, am. You're too nice. And that's a good, that's a compliment. But I I mean, you know, I've, I've, I used to go to church a lot more than I go now. And so I was part, I mean, I, I've been in the building and I've heard the sermons and I, I've listened to it. And I, and I know like this has been going on a long time anyway. You know, I, I would go and listen to the sermons and I've listened to, and I'd probably agree with 80, 85% of it. But when the pastor starts talking about gay people, when the pastor starts talking about these kind of people, you know, I'm done. Like, come on, man you got to figure out something, another way to reach people. You're supposed to be a blessing and not a judgment. And so I also don't want to let Paula White off the hook. You can't. You, you, you can't. Didn't talk about her, so I, I thought you were going to talk about her, but like, if you don't want to, I will. Because, <laughs> I'll like, let you go ahead and do like it. Paula White, she's been running around for years. And there was a time when she was, you know, coming up when she was going to every black church she could find and be all that. And now all of a sudden she's become Trump's spiritual advisor. 
And how can she look in the face of those black people that she used to be their pastor and think that, um, that everything that she has been promoting is okay. I mean, you, you single-handedly advise the, the president and you yourself have these crazy notions. And I'm like, how can you, how can you, how can you look in the faces of your black parishioners? How can you? Because she looks down upon them because she looks at them as lesser. That's the only answer that makes any logical sense. If you, if you saw them as equals, if you saw them as human, you couldn't do it. You couldn't stomach it. So either you're pure evil or you're just a pure racist and you look down upon these folks and you see them as a means to an end. Because it's heartbreaking because I was a fan. Let me tell you something. I used to travel to hear Paula White speak. So, I mean, I'm, and I mean, dynamic speaker at that. I mean, really, really could make you feel something. And I'm just like, were you, were you like this all the time? Did something happen? Did you start trace chasing, you know, um, the fame of it all? I mean, what happened to you? She was like that all the time. And like, I don't want to spend any more time on her because she's not worth it. Um, I do, I do want to talk about the sadness of this too, where, you know, we all have good friends and family that we can't talk to right now. Like I've got a couple of people in my life where I know that I can't even have a conversation with, with them because it probably will end the relationship because my tolerance is done. Like I have no patience and, and, you know, and so I've chosen not to speak to those people, not to do that. You got family members. You got, I got a really good friend. He went home for the holidays and boy, that was a fight. That was a constant argument the whole time because his dad has watched Fox News all the time and, and, and believes what he wants to believe. He's been brainwashed. So I know we all are kind of living with that. And it's kind of sad too, that we have to live in this tough time where we can't even talk to some of the people that we love. That's so true. I've just been trying to avoid the fight with some of the people in my life that it's like, you know what? I just, I'm trying to preserve the relationship. But then too, then there's a part of me, I ain't going to lie, that I have scrolled up and down looking looking to delete people. So I know I got to get my own heart right too. No, that, that's a good heart. Some people need to be deleted. Get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do have to give some shout out. Like we said, there are some good people out there. There are such things as good conservatives. I know that sounds shocking. Um, you know, while we're giving shout outs to those that have messed this up, I... Stan and I have a mutual friend who is a very conservative individual. And in fact, he called me the day after and I joked with it. I answered it saying, is he calling for bail money? I asked him if he was calling for bail money. He said, no, hell no, I would never be anywhere near that. Um, so there's, there's folks that can be conservative and, and not. So don't, don't take this as a, as we're, you know, one of those folks who just paints everybody, but the folks that were part of this, the folks that take active part in this work, uh, that's, that's who we're talking about. And, and uh, I may have gotten had a couple the night of the, of the, of the insurrection and, and gotten on Facebook and tried to go at it with some people. Um, <laughs> obviously it was a mistake um, because you're just not getting through on that kind of thing. But, you know, we joked around, I think before we even got on the air about uh, making sure I checked my white privilege Um and, and I think there's a there's a point for that for me, though, when it comes to this kind of thing, like at some point I had to put something out. I, I felt like if I was silent on that day, 
I was I was then part of it. So I I, I even tried to stay somewhat, um, you know, trying to not start fights, but trying to to get people's attention. I think I posted something about comparing how people got all upset when Kaepernick took a knee, but when they when they trash our capital, that's a, that's that's okay. And so that's what started it. But I think there's a there's a moment when we do have to speak up, but there's also a moment when that delete button just works too. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Um, it's just so many people saying so many different things and trying to make all these situations the same. They're talking about like when people went to burn um, things down, businesses downtown, and they are basically comparing that to be the same as what happened at the Capitol building. And I'm just like, you guys just don't have a clue. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, we got... and. Too bad that, that 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 I believe that this is just the start of something new that, that's getting ready to happen. We got the 20th coming and nobody knows what's gonna happen. But we we have to imagine that the people are gonna come back out and, and have some type of plan to disrupt on on that day that's supposed to be a special day for the the transition of the president. So um, I know, you know, Yvette, we were talking before this and you you were really concerned about Oh yeah, Kamala, we need to keep Kamala at the house. We are not taking any chances with Kamala. Listen, because I know that, yeah, I said, well, what about Biden? No, see, they're not gonna mess with Biden. They would they would be probably trying to mess with Kamala because they do not want to have to deal with having a, another black president and a female at that. We need to keep Kamala under um, lock and key because um, if they have no respect for a building, they sure is not going to have no respect for, for her. The, you know, I'll say this, if you can, if you can use troops to clear the mall for a photo shoot, they better have a much better plan and show that they aren't complicit in this uprising, this coup, this insurrection, whatever you want to call it, because if they're not ready to protect this event, then then the complete then they then then they're borderline on being complicit because you have taught you know what you're doing you've done this event you've got the resources there's nobody complaining you don't have enough people they've got to protect this and they've got to make this go on and she's got to be there as much as I agree that she should be down in in Biden's basement hanging out like he was during <laughs> before she's got to be there to show that this is not going to scare us from owning this moment. You know, that's, that's well said, well said. And, you know, we're going to wrap this, but um, I, we want to end with, I mean, it's also sad for this country. You know, we mentioned, and I know I've mentioned in previous um, podcasts that, you know, my son, who is a teenager, black teenager, teenage boy, that there's times where he leaves the house where I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid for his life. I'm afraid that he's going to get stopped and I'm afraid something bad's going to happen to him. That's a common thing that people say, and, and we know it's true in our communities. Well, with what just happened this week, I'm starting to feel that way for a lot of people. And we're, we, things have changed all of a sudden. And, you know, when you go out, you know, when, when this thing loosens up, the COVID loosens up and we go out to dinner, you know, I think people are going to be looking around a little bit more, not talking as loud if it's political, because I think that the floodgates are open for violence. 
And and what a shame that this country has to endure that coming out of a place where we have been in quarantine, we have been isolated, and now we got to be afraid when we go out. That's where we are as a country. And uh, Jason, you're the person that probably can speak best about this because you lived this world for a while. You know, again, from a, uh, it, it's gotten to a point where we've lost, we've lost any civility when it comes to anything. You know, people following the, the other things that were happening this week. You get a video of a woman attacking a boy over a cell phone. You know, and the racism in that is, is overwhelming. <laughs> but, I mean, the racism in it is overwhelming, but the physical, like it's a phone. And so you you felt you could you could put hands on another human being over over a phone an allegation of a phone that was it's not like you saw him steal it sure you saw him steal it grab him I'm not I'm not gonna get and a child that. at that yeah but I mean like but like th- there was no there was no evidence this was this was a this was just in your head you you wanted to start grabbing somebody because you thought something we have gone you know we we joked about Lindsey Graham before he got a little bit of his own medicine get trying to get on a plane. Cause he got, he got yelled at and screamed at by people trying to get on a plane. But then on the other hand, they got to walk the dude out of uh, Philadelphia uh, out of the courthouse when they're doing the votes in, in police escort. Cause people were going to kill him. We've gotten too far folks. We've gotten too far into the violence. We've, we've, we've decided that we can be violent and it is, it is the worst of our, of our demons, not the best of our angels. And it's, it's just, we, we've got to start thinking it. And again, this is, this is me talking about what white folks need to do to do better. But then I got to think about, you know, where, how, how folks are living. Cause Yvette lives it every day in her, in her area. Yeah. I live in Pasco County and there's some, ple- I, I'm not too proud to admit that there are some places that I would want to go eat. And I felt like I need to have a white escort. People who know me know exactly which place I'm talking about too. I mean, that's just real life. I mean, even in the neighborhood we live in, I'm not trying to walk around too much. Um, by myself. You know, I always try to look like I, you know, have something or uh, try to kind of beef up my look a little bit so I won't look like I'm like I don't belong. But there could be somebody out here who who is even renting a house who think that I don't belong here and I'm owning mine. So it's, it's 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 tough out here. Not to mention, I don't even bring my boys out. You kidding me? I ain't doing that. So um. I mean, we appreciate, we spend a little bit more time than we typically do, but we've been gone for a while and man, we have historic issues that happened this week. Um, I mean, we want to, I want to say this about the president, you know, we, we said, you know, he won this award for being the worst president in history. Um, one more positive for us and it's negative for him. He has given us some material every week. Like I've never, we've never seen anything like this. He's given us stuff to talk about because he has been an absolute lunatic and we can't wait for this to be over. Amen. Amen to that. We can't wait for this to be over. And you know what? This podcast is over. We're going um, <laughs> to wrap this up. Hopefully, um, hopefully they could, hopefully they could wait. Hopefully they weren't sitting there going, can't you guys wrap up already? <laughs> yeah, We're done. Um, of course we'll be back. And um, as always, we thank you for listening to Black Coffee with a Little Sugar. And until next time, um, you know, this is Stan, Jason, and Yvette, and and we're going to sign off and talk to you guys soon. Stay safe and healthy.